Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode eight of the pre-production meeting. I am your co-host, Josh Urquhart, and I am here with... Your man, Austin Scott, as always. Austin, how are you this week? Let's get this out of the way real quick. Out of 10, what are we saying? Uh, look, I'll, I'll go on the same. Maybe I said last week, seven and a half. I reckon this week is seven, just because like things that are happening are a bit out of my control at the moment. Yep. I'm relying on some things to fall into place, yep. but... It's still progress. It's still progress. So I, I did some things myself. It's yep. not a, me saying that I didn't do anything all week, but you lazy um, sod. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, work's been busy. I've been busy. Yep. Jim's been busy. Yep. Life's good. Good. Seven out of ten week. Good stuff for me. Bro, Yourself? I would say nine or nine point five out of ten. We got nice, a nice, we got nice, a lot nice. done this week, which yes, is why sir. we'll get straight into the podcast because we have no time to lose right now. Exactly right. We've got some juicy <laughs> shit for you all we today. Got some good stuff, you know. We got some stuff for the people that aren't really interested in the filmmaking, just the movie side. We got that or for you that are interested in our journey. We got some stuff for that. So without further ado, let's get into it, baby. The first section of the podcast. The, the wrap, wrap up. up. Oh! The wrap of the week. That was good. The wrap <laughs> up of the week. All right. I, how I reckon we do this, we go individually and then we got some stuff together to talk about. So take it away. What stuff have you seen individually this week? Okay. So we'll go the, obviously the thing we've watched, uh, that series we watched, we'll wait till the end because that'll yep. be the thing yep. that wraps yep. us all up. But um, I watched Nope. Ooh. I watched Nope, Jordan yep. Peele's new one. And I must admit it's on, it's in my top 10 of the year. But before, Damn. before, like I know that expectations might shoot people in the foot when they go to watch it. It is a movie that you need to sort of just interpret in your own way. Really? And yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this now. There ambiguous was, ending kind of way mm, or no? No, not really. It's kind of like closed door ending yep. kind of deal, like okay, cool. good good ending. Cool. Um, but I'll tell you what, it tricked me. Really? Yeah, yeah it tricked me. I, I thought it was one thing. It, and though. Jordan Peele is slowly becoming like you can tell like oh, I really man. like to think of like Jordan Peele has in his days of Key and Peele yep he was writing his plan so he started with Get Out then he mm. did Us then he did Nope mm. so I'm only excited for what's coming next but yeah. I really he has really planned out what he's done because it shows in his in his production value <laughs> and his in this film he started one fact I didn't know is like Get Out was made for like still massive money, but like $2.4 million. And then us, really? yeah, yeah. And then us was like, uh, I will fact check with like, it was like 14 something million dollars, okay. but nope. He wanted to make it like a spectacle film. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah, went yeah. like 68 <coughs> point something million dollars. Yeah, right. So he's, and like the proof's in the pudding, like 2.4 to 14 to 68. I mean, million. he solidified himself as a, one of the best horror directors of the generation. Yeah, exactly so he's right. able to get that big budget after the two. Exactly right. And there were some, films. because I, I, it was only me and two other people in the, um, in the cinemas, right? And Which how, it, you know what? That's how it is these yeah. days to be fair. Yeah. You go into the cinemas, unless it's a Marvel movie, you're literally the only Exactly right. <laughs> it didn't help that I went at 10.30 in the morning. No, nah, okay. But yeah, um, right. in midweek. Yeah. <laughs> but um, with that being said, Bro, I was actually like sitting there and there were some elements of the filmmaking that I really appreciated. Sound okay. design, cinematography is yep. fucking outstanding in this yeah, movie. Okay. It is so good. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is oh. back. Kaluuya, Kaluuya. He is back. He is yeah, really generational cool. Generational talent that man. Um, Kiki Palmer, him and Kiki Palmer together. Just, oh my God. Their, their chemistry good. was awesome. Um, Stephen Yun was great as mm -hmm, well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like it wasn't what I expected. And right. I really love that. So I love going into the cinema and having an experience. Yep. I walked out of there in a great mood. 
Mm. Great film. And you know what? I respect that. And I respect Jordan Peele as a filmmaker that I actually, I don't know if you knew, but I actually, I bought a ticket and I walked into the cinema and I sat down. It was really late and I was with my mate and I'm like to him, you know what, mate? Like I, I'm a bit tired and I want to watch this when I'm yeah. fully awake. You Let's go. And we left yeah. and okay. went home. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Because so you have to. You, you have, have to. to. I can yeah. imagine, bro. It's like even the opening scene, like just it draws you in and I'm like, yeah, no, not the time and place. hundred percent. Yeah. Not yeah. the time and place. And then the thing that like the thing I love and like um, it happens in every film is like things are scattered throughout and you're like, oh, what's that? But then it's touched on at a yep. vital moment in the film and yep. that happens in abundance in note. So that was a yeah, what great did you film. give out of five? Five out of five. Yeah. Well, Shit. just because uh, like experience. I thought you gave it a four. No, I gave it a five. Yeah, five. Right. Um, I gave another movie four okay. that we'll talk about. But um, <laughs> um, no, because I avoided everything about this movie. No reviews. No trailer. One teaser trailer. trailer one right. teaser, and um, that was it. That's mm. all I saw. And so I was really pleasantly surprised with the final product. So amazing. Yeah. Awesome. What's next? I watched another film called The Princess. What? Have you heard of The Princess? Not so Joey King, Bullet oh. Train, right? Bullet Train. Yeah, I know who she yeah, is. Yeah, I'm just this saying, Joey massive. King in yeah. Bullet Train. Yeah, yeah, Bro, The Princess is like medieval times raid. What? The raid. And Joey King is at the helm. And she, what? That she, is so random. I know, I know. And then I went into it going like, all right, I'm expecting this and stuff like that. And I got it. I got Netflix. Disney Plus. Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Is it a Disney movie? Uh, no, I think, I think it's a like Hulu movie. Oh, okay. But obviously what that's made you watch it? How did you even- Listen to a podcast. They oh, spoke yeah. about it. The podcast that I follow on Letterboxd, he logged it, lo- yeah. logged it. Logged it. Yeah, he logged it and I was like, all right, I'll check it out because yeah, he right. said it's like Raid-esque. So for people that haven't seen the Raid, uh, how would you explain that in terms of, you know, the princess and like- Okay, so essentially the Raid is um, a bunch of cops storm a drug- kingpin's building and mm. then they've got to go all the Just way up to the top action and yeah so they start at the bottom and then they make their way up to the top to said kingpin but the kingpin says um if you if you stop these guys from coming i'll supply it with like drugs money and all that kind of so it's just the entire building just against these cop force and it's balls action, to the wall action. action action the princess literally flipped so a princess, at the princess she's at the top oh. and she's being forced into a marriage that she doesn't want to be in Right. And then the guy that she's trying to marry, and they tell the story through flashbacks and stuff like that to where she's gotten. But they're in the castle. And they have to get down. And she ha- she's trying to escape because the guy, the king or prince that she's marrying has overrun her kingdom. Yeah. And so her like his men are littered throughout the building and stuff like that. And then she is way more capable than I thought she was going to be. Yeah, when, when you mentioned Joey King in a kind of raid type movie. It just, yeah, it doesn't match. Right, right. Right. Kissing booth. Yeah, yeah literally, <laughs> eh? But um, yeah, so it's literally the raid flipped. They go from the top to the bottom. Amazing. And yeah, she- Which is that? I gave it a three and a half okay. out, of, out of five. Just because the supporting cast let it down a little bit. There's a little bit of like preempting some moves and all that kind of stuff that the editing does save. Mm-hmm. But like the set pieces are really elaborately filmed and like choreographed and- there was some awesome violence. Who in directed it? You know? uh, I think it's a first time director, oh, if really? I'm being honest. So I'll get him up. But yep. um, yeah, I found myself really loving, like I got really excited for all the action set pieces that were coming. Yep. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this name, but he has directed 10 films. Right. 
He is... Is this his first, like, big feature? I think so, because... Look, I'm going to show you his name and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Oh, uh, let us give it a go. Oh, I have seen this. Uh, oh, okay. Le Van Kiet. There you go. Him. <laughs> Le Van Kiet. Um, there's no information on him, though. I don't know what. We'll just say Kiet. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go. He's. It looks like he's directed a bunch of um, Chinese film, maybe Korean. Okay. Maybe Korean. Right. But. Um, they're yeah, always so good with their action. Yeah, that was another Asian one. Countries. That was another one that I watched, and yep, yep, yep. Um, one thing that's really inspired me with this uh, with Swirling Vortex was Kill Bill. I watched, yep, I watched Kill Bill. Yep, seen it. Actually. And there is a couple of animation pieces in Kill Bill. Yep, that I was like, oh, this works. This does Have work. You seen one and two? I've only seen one. Okay, so I will get onto two at some because that that ending, I was like, oh. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. so um, yeah, um, I really like that because it's my kind of film, as you'd imagine. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, and yeah, the animation just solidified it for me, yeah, and cool. I was like, this is kind of what I want to do with Swirling Vortex. So yeah. I've spoken to uh, storyboard artist. Um, I spoke to uh, an animator at work. Um, nothing solidified yet, right, but we'll, I've got we'll like, how's, yeah, how's this to, to achieve and all that cool. kind of jazz. So, um, yeah, they were like. It's not impossible. So <laughs> amazing. That's all you need. Because um, I was like, look, because it's a Tarantino animation, is it impossible? Like, no, not really. If you got a good drawer, all good. I was like, Game. amazing. So right, cool. Yeah, they're the three. Um, At least I've, you now got a kind of um, reference. Yeah, I've got a reference. Want. I've got a style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's an. Oh no, I'll talk yeah, we'll about get that. that. We'll get there. We'll get talk there. about that in the progress. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's amazing. They're the, they're the three that I've watched. Cool. But. Two you've watched, I've watched. Yes. So we're going to wrap up with we'll, that we'll, after yep. you go after what you. Hundred percent. So the things I've seen, I watched all of Sandman season one. Ah, uh, yes. Incredible, incredible, bro. And you know, it's done something for me which primary school and high school couldn't. It made religion sound cool. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Hundred percent, mate. That was um literally like nothing you would ever have seen before, and probably won't ever see again. Well, it's kind of interesting because I didn't know. I don't know what it's about. I don't even know who the character is. Do you know is. who the Sandman is? No. He's the king of dreams. Oh. So have you seen Rise of the Guardians with the animated movie with the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, and Sandman's the one that puts the kids to sleep oh. and gives them dreams? The yeah. Jack Frost is the main yeah, character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I kind of watched it at work. So it's the Sandman, and the Sandman, you know, he gives people dreams as well as nightmares, but it's a dark, like, R18 take on it, and, you know, it involves hell, you know, the dreams, you know, his sisters and brothers like destiny, despair, death, etc. Okay. And they're all kind of in a physical form. But it is, it is so cool. And the thing about this episode, these episodes and what Lockie, when I was talking to Lockie about it, he's like, you don't know where the episode's going. Like oh, okay. every time it's such an, in a different direction. It just keeps you guessing. You don't, you can start someplace and end completely somewhere else but it all works it all works okay, holy good. shit it works good. and episode six i think is one of the best episodes of tv i've ever seen in my life Damn. yeah it literally starts one place and ends somewhere and it tells the story of something that we're all familiar with which i won't spoil but in a way that you just would never imagine just oh, okay. themes that you know in movies and TV shows, but told from the physical interpretations of those very thematics. I don't know if I could like say anymore, but listen um, to this guy, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's what I've got to say about Sandman. Okay. I really recommend it. It's at the moment season and the way they end season one. 
Oh my god, man! It's like those shows where you like give me season oh, two, okay. three, four, five, <laughs> six, and the way they can go with it because the universe is like it's like a whole um you know they got the whole basically how I like to say it, the Bible verse no, the at Bible. their helm basically, <laughs> and they're teasing characters from the Bible who you know maybe you're religious, maybe you're not. But trust me, you'll be a fan of some kind of religion after this because it makes it cool. Um, but yeah, recommend it. You got to get on. Well, I'll that tell you, what, I'll get on that after, and I won't go into it too much. But I'm watching the Terminal List at the moment. Yeah, yeah, Chris yep. Pratt. My dad watched that. So once so I finish that, yeah, yeah, I'll get yeah, on the yeah. Sandman. Yeah, cool. And then yeah, amazing. Sweet. Another thing I I have seen, and I know you have She Hulk. <laughs> um, look. The first episode was all right. You know, it was there for exposition. Um, it was supposed to be actually later in the season. And um, I didn't hate it, but uh, you know, these Disney Plus Marvel shows, they're never, number one, they're never great in its entirety. Number one, the pilots are very weak sometimes. Yes. Um, season two, uh, sorry, episode two, which you haven't seen, was no. a bit better. Um, and it kind of gets into its own, finds its own tone and stuff like that. And you know who's in it? I don't know. Did you used to watch Arrow? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, did you watch the episode with Prometheus? No. The guy, Josh Seguiara. Do you know who that is? No. Trust me, if I show you a photo, you'll know who he is. I think right? I stopped watching Arrow before it got into its like... Uh, this was the cross, best... Crossovers. Yeah, you know, this stuff. guy? Oh, the face is so familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in Arrow, right? Um, but he, he shows up and I'm like, he is one of my favourite actors, like, in oh, TV. Okay. And I'm like, wow, he's in it? Okay. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Um, t- uh, this is not sport. You've seen the trailers for She-Hulk? Yeah. All right. All right, I'm just going to say, because yeah. Tim Roth is back as oh, no, the Abomination, yeah, 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 and he's that. acting incredible. Okay. Incredible. Um, I don't know, the way that... You like... I think this, this episode kind of makes up for the first episode. <laughs> Um, and they reference because this is not really a spoiler but there's a part in the episode where um she's like she's calling banner or whatever um and she's like i won't say why and then banner's like oh yeah i'm a different person now literally and then she looks at the camera and goes haha in reference to Edward Norton and now uh, Mark Ruffalo. Different, and I really like that. Okay. It, it saves itself on the first episode. What okay. didn't you like about the first episode? Um, I just, I, it didn't work mm. in my eyes. Like I just. Tone, writing. Well, I couldn't grab onto anything. I couldn't get on board with anybody or anything. Like yep. the, the obviously like times are different. The rules have changed with Hulk and everything like that. And like yeah. the episode does go like, all oh, right, I guess we'll just skip that part in the mm. Um, mm. induction of being a Hulk. But like, I don't know. I hope it gets better. Mm. It will. But 100% just, it will. Oh, I don't know. I just. Weak. It's literally weak. when, is. when the episode finished, when my screen went black, I could just see the disappointment in the reflection looking back at me. And I, I was just sitting there just, no, I couldn't comment. And I was just like, what the fuck is I, I think doing? she's a great actress. I think Tatiana, what's her name? Tatiana Maslany or whatever. No clue. Yeah. I think she's a great actress and she comes into her only second. I still can't get with the CGI though. No. I can't. Oh, sorry. <coughs> One thing I hated was. Yeah. I was they, like, what the fuck is this? a reference to the first film though in the incredible hulk oh. where they do that but it's much more but you look at that and you look at the difference in cgi and they didn't have much as much money back then as they did now mm. what the fuck have they done mm. like how can you literally 
downgrade when you have more money. I think it's I think it's Marvel and their impossible deadlines with VFX. Yeah, I think so. That's what I've heard. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so that was uh, She Hulk, um, and they do reference something really cool. It's a blink and you miss it kind of reference. Okay. But all I'm saying is, in the next episode when you watch it, pause it when she's reading her iPad and it flashes on there to show the news article she's looking at, look to the sidebar and there's some massive, massive, massive Easter eggs. Yeah, three massive Easter eggs. Okay. Two. <laughs> okay, cool. All Two. right, I'll, I'll get on it. Yeah. Um, last thing, singularly, what I want to talk about, um, something that's really pissing me off. I know it's not really movies or TV shows, but I'm sick of this fucking Katy Perry menu log ad. At my work, it is in every single ad break, and I can't does stand my it. Head. It literally <laughs> makes it feels like these insects crawling under my skin yep. whenever it comes on. Now they overused it in Origin, oh. and now they just—it's just—it shows up every like three times each ad break, <laughs> and I'm like, how much can they replay an ad that's not even good? Snoop Dogg's was cool. Now. Oh, this is just shit. Yeah. I can't stand it. I literally cannot fucking stand and it. And menu log isn't great either. It's not. I've never ordered from menu log and gotten my order without a problem. Exactly. Me too. Ordered about 10 times and every time there's been a problem. I have to go or pick it up myself. Yeah. Or they just <laughs> haven't. Or menu log has these restaurants on their app that don't even do delivery. That, yeah. That don't use menu log. The restaurants <laughs> don't use the menu Bullshit. Log. <laughs> Anyways, that was that. Let's get rid of that. All right. Now, first thing let's talk about uh, together- only Murders in the Building, um, season two. Yes. Uh, by the way, there are spoiler alerts from now on um, for these films that we'll talk about and TV yeah, shows. absolutely. So Only Murders in the Building tricked me at every turn. Mm. And I loved that. Mm. I absolutely loved that yep, I thought yep, it was yep. going one way. Because in a way, I like being right when it comes to films and people go like, oh, it's so predictable and stuff like that. But when I predict something and it pays off, I'm like, yes, like I, I like that experience. Like I like thinking that. Cool. But when I think something and it goes another way and pays off even better, I'm like, yep. oh, that was even better. Right. Because I was sold on somebody. Who we sold on? I was sold on the other podcaster. Oh, right. I okay. was sold. Yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. what's yep. her name? Cindy. Cindy. Oh, God. Something. Something. <laughs> Cindy. Cindy <laughs> Kaling? Cindy Kale, Cindy Kale, Cindy Kaling, the chick who wrote The Office. No, the the girl that played Kelly is Cindy Kaling, mate. <laughs> You're gonna feel really stupid when you Google her. I I 100. percent How much do you want to bet on this, bro? A hundred dollars. Shake on it right now on camera. Hear this? You see how awkward it is? Because he knows he's fucking wrong. Yeah, I didn't say Mindy, idiot. <laughs> you just shook on a hundred dollars, you. I, 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 you said it with chest. You showed me with chest. <laughs> it's because I searched up her name and showed you like <laughs> I can't believe how oh, confident you fuck, were then. That was funny. I'm looking up her actual name in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was sold on the other podcaster. And yeah, then right. for it to be who it was. Yeah. I was like, that was really That's clever. That's good, so it tricked you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that was really clever because also when they're doing the killer reveal party, yep. I I bought that it all went to shit. I bought that it all went to I mean, me and Beth were sitting there like, what? What the fuck? That can't happen. No, that cannot happen. And then when he comes back and you're like, oh, mm. good plan. And then what gets revealed gets revealed and you're like, yep, 
my thoughts on that, right? I don't know if it was because I got it spoiled for me. It's probably because you got it spoiled. I got, so the sports bet thing was correct, right? <laughs> Whoever the sports bet. So the, yeah, it was her. Um, and also what got spoiled for me, which we'll talk about in a sec, was at the end, the cameo of um, a certain big actor. Oh, yes. Um, that also got spoiled for me because I searched up, because I was double checking that the finale was out. And I searched up and the top headline was Paul Rudd uh-huh. cast for season three. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and as I go into it and that reveal, my thoughts, right? I didn't absolutely love it. I thought it was good. Um, I thought season one was much stronger. My yep. personal opinion. Yep. Um, I know other people preferred season two. Um, I, I thought it was a bit weak, that party kind of thing because we've already seen the party kind of revealed like earlier on in the season i just i don't know i thought it was a bit weak i thought they could have done it a bit better yeah okay um i wasn't i knew it was going to be her all along and i knew i actually hope that they killed off uh steve martin uh i hope they did because i'm like i did not see that coming yeah and I'm because like, you told me that that's his last role and exactly. i was like is this how hence he's why out? i'm like they've killed him off yeah he's not coming back i was like is this how he goes out of his acting career literally but yeah. yeah, but nah, he's back and um, but yeah, that the ending to that Paul Rudd showing up, I'm like, fuck yes, they cannot cast a better person yeah. for this kind of show, and he's he's a season regular in season three. Okay, good. So. One thing I want to say about Only Murders in the Building as yeah. well was when you said last week, oh the week before, like oh if it is this chick and all that kind of thing, and I was like, well you've just spoiled a gender for me and all that kind of stuff. Totally forgot about it. Did you? Totally forgot about it, and it kept alluding to like, you know. Which female is it? Is yeah, it her? Yeah, yeah, is it her? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. it him? I'll tell you who I really like. The guy. The very the gay dude that's very oh, um the one with the cat. The guy he that was just so good. <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. And then when it's obvious right. that he's acting, he's like, I fake fainted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, that was amazing. But uh yeah, Paul Rudd, incredible. Yep. So happy they got him. Um and yeah, only murders, what do you give it? The season two out of ten. Uh season two oh, out of five. Out of five. Mm. Probably a three and a half. I'll give it a three and a half because well. of how much it tricked me and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And for, first season for me was a five or four point yeah, five. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go four and a half. Five. Still a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes season yeah. two. So and go and watch I can it. see why. Yeah. And a lot of people froth it, so I'm like, so I'm different. All about it. Hundred percent. All right. Cool. cool. Pray. It's your pray. Yeah. So you weren't the only one that said it was incredible. My mate, who I see all the um, Marvel movies and stuff, he said, "Bro, you got to watch this." this is one of if not the best movie i've ever seen right it is so it is it went so under the radar and just came out here's another predator movie yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> so you, you you have talked about it, i think didn't you talk about it like i spoke about ago? it a little bit yeah, but yeah you yeah. hadn't watched it by that point yeah i thought it was decent didn't think it was the best movie i've ever seen um definitely don't know how it was my mate's one of the fa- one of the best he's ever seen. I can understand people's favorites, or whatever. Um, I don't know if it would have helped if I watched another Predator Prey movie. I don't know. My mate who had seen the Predator movie, so he's like, apparently it's a complete copy of the first Predator. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but and how that, they hide, like yeah. in the first one, they use but something rather than this one, they use water or mud. No, or no, no. So what they did in the first one yeah. was they uh, Arnold got covered in mud, and then the Predator couldn't see him. But in mm. this one. Um, she gets stuck in mud and then you're like, oh, that's actually going to hide from the predator yeah, and all that kind right. of stuff. But then she cleans and you're like, mate, what are you doing? But then there's no way that you can know because this is supposed to predate Arnie's yeah. predator. Yeah. yeah, so obviously when the predator sees warm bodies, that's obviously people alive, but then when they're cold bodies, they're obviously cool. dead. So then um, the herb, is it cools the body down, which makes her invisible as well. 
to the Predator. And I thought that was fucking, that was a master stroke. Yeah, cool. And um, there was a favourite <coughs> sequence of mine, which I could guarantee you know which. Yeah. <laughs> when he just mows through mm. the- I thought it was awesome. That, I thought the kills yeah. were amazing. Oh my God. That yep. one with the net. That, that yeah, one, that, that was because, sick. Because I feel like, because I feel like they're going in a direction, and this is to quote the podcast I listened to on the way here that reviewed it. They're sort of going like, I, I reckon the pitch was, what if we put a predator in this time? Yeah, I like in that. In this time period. And then they went, okay, Different period tell me pieces. More. Yeah. <laughs> and then they predator. go, okay, what if we put predator in Vikings time? What if we put a predator? Victorian era. Yeah. Like, what yeah, if we, what if we put earth. predator in like samurais and all that kind Dude, of stuff? Dude, like, I'd watch that. I'd think, watch that. I think that's the direction they're going. Yeah, 100%. And that's to quote the other podcast I listened to. And <laughs> I was like, I'm all for that. Yeah. Because, and then they tied it in. There was like this slightest little post credit scene as well. For Prey, was it? it's literally in the credits. It's not like a cut to black, then there's an act, a scene playing out. It's an ana- it's an, like a little animatic kind of thing. Like she comes back with the weapon, but then three other Predator ships descend onto their village Shit. and then it cuts to black. All right, so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Prey was awesome. What did I you think was, about it? I gave it a four. Nice. I thought it was good. Nice. I thought it was good. Good kills, good action. Um, not much dialogue, which is fine, but I think the action carried itself. Uh, very simple. Kind yes, of movie. absolutely. Uh, like intense killing, but simple, but effective. Yes, you know what I mean? 100%. Um, but I liked it. Like, that's all I got to say. There, there was the, um, what's it called? She was really capable. Yep. Like she held her own. But what impressed me the most was like, oh, these guys are about to get fucked up. Because mm. the Predator is just so much more elite. Because he was working his way up the food chain. Started with the snake because yeah. it killed a rabbit. I did, eh? So then, then he saw a dog chasing a rabbit. So he saw that as the, like, Apex predator at the time, so he killed the wolf. Yeah, and then he then saw a bear attacking a human. Yeah, so then he's like, obviously that bear attacking the human, the human's the top of the food chain. Yeah. So then he kills the bear and then gets onto the human. So I didn't notice that until the podcast pointed it yeah. out. But I was like, that's such a better, that's that a good brilliant. layer to the film. Yeah. And so then, um, and then obviously the predator is much more elite than the humans. Mm. And then when there's that scene where um, she's cuffed yeah like, or not cuffed but like tied and yep, she can't yep, get out yep. and then they verse the predator the yeah the tribe right i just expected the predator to go like shink was, shink yeah. dead but they're like ducking weaving landing shots and all and i was like yeah that would play out that Very way good. like they're 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 hunting <coughs> prey yep two predators going at each other kind of deal awesome. i was like fucking awesome i um now do you remember and i was watching this movie with one thought in my head and do you remember in uh film school where they gave us there is an unspoken rule in cinema mm-hmm. you never kill a dog never kill screen, a dog right never you, 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 and you guys watch every movie ever made and there has never been a dog that has been murdered on screen maybe off screen but not on screen and i was watching this movie going this dog i bet you're on the edge of your seat i was added going, a layer for me i will admit going, this doggo better not die well there was that scene where the dog's charging at the predator yeah, and i was then, like for sure you see you see the laser target the dog and you're yeah. like he's not gonna miss yeah because right. it's impossible for him to miss then something happens yeah and like i was with my <laughs> mate i was watching it and I'm like, i told him about the rule and he was listing all these movies and he was like Oh my god! They really don't ever show a dog get murdered. It yes. might die on screen, just like normally pass away at a vet or something. But you'll never see a dog get murdered on screen ever. Yeah, I am legend pushed the barrier a little bit because, like, obviously Sam turns into a yeah. zombie dog, yeah, and then like a the camera, though. the camera mm. comes right up to 
Will Smith and the dogs just un- under frame. Like you can't see it getting like, yeah. choked out. So yeah. it's obviously like that's the you barrier. Know, you know what? I, I And you know what I'm going to do when I make it big? You're not going to kill a dog. Kill a dog. You know, I'm gonna break the 180 degree rule. <laughs> I'm gonna kill a dog. No, no. I'm gonna do everything that Lockie goes against. Cancel this man. I'm joking. Cancel this man. I'm joking. I'm not gonna do that. But it would be funny if someone just went, "Fuck it, let's break all the rules of cinema right here." You never kill a dog. Yeah. Anyways, never. pray. You gave five. Gave five. Gave five. It's in my top ten of the year. Awesome. What, what time are we on? We're on 30 minutes. Right, we'll run through minutes. these last two real quickly. The day shift. Ooh-wee. I did not expect that to be as good as it was. Honestly. Neither. I didn't. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was too. I, I even like, I, I watched part of it at night, fell asleep, watched the rest of it uh, the day after. It didn't, it didn't deserve to be that good. Yeah. I mean, sorry, no, it didn't deserve to, it had no right being to be that, that good. good. Yeah. No, I, I don't even know why I love Snoop, man. Yeah. And my favorite thing about that movie, I'll tell you right now, is when he gets the knife, swings out the guy's neck and spins it around that was on Jamie. his neck. That was Jamie. Holy that shit. That was so impressive. That was the most- that was the best kill I've ever seen yeah. in cinematic <laughs> history. I'm like, what the fuck? Fun fact: yeah. that director is a stuntman as well. Is he? So I can tell. That's um. I can tell. You can tell when a stuntman directs. Yes, one hundred percent. And when Scott Atkins shows up, yeah. Oh my days! Because oh, I was like, geez, that guy looks like Scott Atkins. Yeah. And then I was like, there was another shot of him. I was like. Like this guy probably gets that he looks like Scott Atkins a lot, and then I heard him talk, and I was like, <laughs> I, "It fucking is I Scott Atkins." That other guy as well. I, I didn't. From. I don't know where from either, but he was cool know, as well. Cool. That movie, man, I just love it. Do you know what? Another thing that Snoop did that was really cool when him and Jamie Fox are going through that tunnel to get to the wife and kid, yep. stuff like that, and then Snoop is just like he's got his gun and he's just going like killing him so that one gets a bit close to him so he turns on the light yeah that burns him and stuff like that and then just goes Mate, light off snoop. continues <laughs> doesn't even he's not phased by it he just i just murdered you see you later I'm what like, about when snoop's doing backflips and shit right? i'm like how <laughs> fucking yes bro that i love that amazing day shift strong recommend 4.5 out of 5 from me gave it three and a half three and a half fair fair but only because I didn't buy the villain as intimidating. Who was the villain? I don't know. Oh, the chick. The chick? Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant actress there. Sorry. Um, The villain I didn't find intimidating. I thought she was gone like that. Um, And like her little, her side. Posses, yeah. Yeah, I was like, you guys just get a bullet to the head and you're gone. Like kind of thing. So that's why I went three and a half for me. But other than everything else, everything else was amazing. Amazing. All right. Last one. 13 lives. Bro, I so I thought I knew the story. I did not know the story. I knew nothing about the I story. I knew nothing about the story. I thought that was amazing. I thought it was so one of the best movies that they've made based on real life events. 100%. And God, I love Colin Farrell, man. Yeah. One of, I was thinking last night, he's one of the best actors of this generation. Yes. And I feel like he's underlooked by people such as, you know, you got Christian Bale, you got Matthew McConaughey, Leo. I feel like he's very underlooked. I feel very the same. underrated. I feel the same. In um, what's it called? K- uh, not Kingsman. Fucking gentleman. Gentleman. He. I. I get goosebumps thinking he's one of my favorite actors mm-hmm. to this day. Yeah, one hundred percent. Incredible. I with Colin Farrell as well. A lot of people think Ryan Reynolds is the sexiest actor working today. Mm-mm. Colin Farrell is yeah. right up there, he's man. He a is good a looker. good looking, good man. looking rooster. Holy shit! Holy shit! <laughs> He, I, I remember what it, what movie did I watch? I think Emmanuel told me to watch. It's called Solace. Oh, uh, Sol- uh, yeah, Solace oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. And in my review, I think 
I said, um, I think we all need to start recognizing that Colin Farrell's up there as one of the sexiest actors Dude, working today. 100%. He is so fucking good looking. Mm. It is ridiculous. I that movie it got me, man. I'm like, I literally I watched a bit of it. Had to go out at night, and I'm like, fuck, I need to get home watch the rest. Yeah, and there were three things that stuck with me throughout that whole film. Uh, one of my favorite parts. One thing that made me quite emotional was when the coach is there and he's saying, I thought the parents would blame me. Right, that hit. That, that hit. hit hard. Yes. It's like, why they all think, I thought they would hate me and he just breaks down. Yep. Another thing is, um, I didn't know about the cat. Me either. And me I'm either. like, hold on. Yeah. What? Because they're like, I, Wait, we're going to sedate them. And then they're like, with ketamine. Yeah, I'm exactly like, right. Holy I just, shit. I just want to give context for those that don't know what we're talking about. This yeah. is the Thai rescue mission for yep. the 13 boys. The 12 boys and soccer coach that were stuck in a cave that got yep. flooded. Um, and I did not know about the ketamine either. I did not know. I did not know. And when that happened, I was I, I was exactly on board with Joel Edgerton. Yeah. I was like, oh, what? Joel Edgerton. Another thing I'll mention. So this is a reason why I don't like Australian dramas and Australian TV in general is just they're not convincing. Right. Joel Edgerton in that movie plays the most convincing Australian performance I've ever seen in any movie ever. I agree. It's so natural. And you know what? It's like I've, people are so normalized to American accents and they seem that that is the way to deliver lines in cinema then when you see Australians do it, I thought it's, you know, people think maybe it's just we don't hear it enough. It's just not convincing as an yeah. actor. Joel Edgerton kills it. Nailed that role. Nailed it. Nailed it. And the oh Australian accent actually seemed like it fit. Yeah, 100%. Because obviously there was um, multiple nations involved in the rescue and stuff yeah. like that. And so, like... It wasn't like, okay, you're an American, put on an American accent, no, all that kind of yeah. stuff. It was just like, you're the Australian that administered the ketamine to these boys Incredible to pass them through. Man. And it was just, it. that's one thing, like I said to you a couple of weeks ago, I love films that just flow. Yep. 13 Lives just flowed. Amazing. From start to finish. And I, I put myself in the shoes of the boy that didn't go to mm. the cave with them because he had to go home and help his dad cook. Yep, yep. I was like, you would feel so bad yeah that you can't help what happens like yeah. that's i'm not trying to blame him that he wasn't there with his team and all that kind of stuff but you would think to yourself like oh my god like they are my teammates i'm stuck out here i can't get to them my friends are stuck in a cave like oh my god this is terrible and i, I really felt for him too because and i love that he jumps up and does the ronaldo when he celebrates yeah and so then when um yes. when the news gets out that they found the boys yeah. and he's just constantly jumping doing the ronaldo so like oh my god, I got goosebumps watching I, that. That yeah, and I felt the pressure of the it. um, I want to say governor, yeah, the governor general. Do you know if he got? Uh, he ended up leaving anyway after that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But they put him in that position. They kept him for those next couple of weeks, so they could blame it on him if, if anything, if anything, went, anything wrong. went wrong. And that's the thing. I remember like Beth looked it up throughout because I was just that I was tense the entire way through, yeah. and I feel like that's the feeling you're meant to feel. Yeah. And I remember Beth looked it up and she goes, only two people died in the thing. Yep. And I remember- One thinking, afterwards yeah, from, from bloodborne blood, disease. Blood poisoning. Yeah. But how much did that hit when, did when the- did um, yeah, uh, Underwater. The, yeah. Yeah, the Navy SEAL. Because you can't turn around and be like, I need help. Because once you turn around and go, I'm fine. He goes, sweet. The claustrophobic. Then man. turns around. You can't turn around and be like, 
oh, you're good, that kind of thing. Once you take it, you can't help. Like, you're underwater. You're submerged underwater in a claustrophobic space. I was like, oh. Ron Howard nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what else hit? What? Remember when the text appeared at the end of the film and it said, after the rescue happened, I can't tell you the amount of time that happened, but that cave became completely submerged. Yeah, cooked. Imagine that, man. The timing. Oh, and also respect, and I'm glad that it also did the credit where the government compensated the farmers that sacrificed their rice fields. Yes, I'm so happy about that as well, yeah. Everything just like, and that's, that's beautiful. Yep. That is beautiful that everybody just came together because they're like, for the boys. Another the boys fact to get out of I, I read about it is, so there's a documentary also made yes. on that called- The Rescue. The, the Rescue. Yeah. And how demeaning it probably would have been. In the middle of 13 Lives production, that came out. Oh. That award-winning documentary with these with the award-winning directors from Free Solo who just won oh, the, really? the Oscar. And that came out and mid-production. Jesus. So having to soldier on to the, knowing that their story is just being told. Yeah. Not their story, but like, yeah, it was just a bit. But Jeez. they soldiered on, made an incredible movie. Well, because I, I saw that. I, I remember, I think it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. The documentary. Yeah, the doco, yeah. And so I saw that and I was like, oh, that must be about the movie. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go watch the movie. And so I watched the movie, not the documentary. Yeah. I'll definitely check out the documentary. Yeah, because it's with the real people. Yeah. Real videos but, um, and stuff. There, um, I also liked um, Viggo Mortensen's arc at the start when they called him and he's like, I don't like kids. Like, oh, yes. Yes. You know, yeah, we find yeah, them. Yeah. They're not coming out. And then at the end, the, the guys. He becomes the most passionate charm. about getting them out. And yeah. then he has that luck charm. That was oh, you know, another nice little thing was when Colin Farrell's in the cave and like the boys are obviously terrified and everything like that. And Colin Farrell's like, you know, telling them what they want to hear and stuff like that. And then he puts the bandage, not the bandage on the bracelet and sort of goes like, for those of you that are listening and not watching YouTube, he goes like this. And then the little kid shows his and has a big smile on his face, like shows him the bracelet showing like, you know, don't give up, keep being brave. Oh my god, that hit as well! <laughs> I was like, oh, so many about that movie hit, man. Like, and cracking it. Um, oh, how much did you feel when um, the, I think his name was Chris, he stuffed up. Oh yes, and then he was yeah. Just how much guilt they feel. Also, even after when everything's all right, they're yeah. still like, this could have happened. I loved how it wasn't like you know. Guys, I'm so sorry. I fucked up and all that kind of stuff. You could have fucking lost a life kind of thing. Like, mate, it's fine. Like, we're out. They're out. They're out. It's fine. Everything's fine. You're fine. It all worked. You know, we helped, like, we helped each other and everything. I loved how there wasn't, like, a dick swinging contest either. Like, the best diver here, all Mm. that kind of stuff. It was literally just euphoric the entire time and just the dedication that everybody showed to get these boys out of the cave was Incredible. it was so inspiring yeah it was honestly i felt afterwards and even beth was like that was that's so inspiring people coming together and the bravery of those boys as well and the coach to yeah. teach them to meditate 100 amazing and um i've got a question for you mm. would you want to be first or last to be rescued out of the cave Oh my god, Austin! I don't know, man. Because we and Beth tried to decide, and we're like, oh, I don't know. Because obviously, if something goes wrong, you're the first. If you go last, there's no guarantee you'll yeah. make it oh, out. That's another thing as well. Is like once they take off, you don't know what's happening. Like, okay, he's out. Next one, come on. Like, you've got to trust that he's making his way through the cave. So like, that was a six and a half hour dive. I know. Lengthwise, not depth. Claustrophobic as well, and stuff like that. Man, oh yeah, man, I, man. I, I could have done it in no. four hours. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm so glad that everybody made it out. Yep. Rest in peace to those two. Go watch it. Yeah. 4.5. What did you give it? Four. Four. Cool. Um, rest in peace to those lives lost. Yep. And um, yeah, everybody came together to rescue and 12 innocent boys' lives and a soccer coach's life. Go watch it. Go watch it. Great. Let's go to the next section of this podcast, the progress. Yes. Austin, you start this week because yes. I usually start every okay. week. So. I'm going to say um, this week, um, like I said at the start of this episode, I'm going to rate my progress a 7 out of 10, not a 7.5 like last week. Yeah. Just because there's a couple of things in play, um, some things I've got um, and some things that are kind of – not out of my control, but kind of like wheels are moving behind the scenes to what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Talk to me. So one thing that I have been stressing about was the Bible, right? Yep. yep. I am- That should be the fun bit. Why are you yeah, stressing? No, no, no. Because like, I'll be real. I don't <coughs> really know how to convey like what I'm thinking in like a professional sense, if that makes sense. I'll fully admit that, be transparent on this podcast. Um, yep. This is all a learning curve for me. Yep, 100%. Um, and with the guidance of Josh, who's been massive help through this whole scenario, through this whole um, process, um, I'm just really going off the templates that you've given me. Cool. So um, with the Bible, um, I'll turn it around and show you. Have you got some for me? So. What? <laughs> so I um, also signed up to PowerPoint just to. Get oh it, get my god! So if we go into slideshow and go Bro. from the start, come on. Have you finished it? No. All right. Uh, yeah. There's some things I need to touch on, and yeah. probably I need to draw out and <coughs> probably explain a bit more what I'm trying to get. All right. So I'll, I'll commentate on what I'm seeing yes. right now. So okay. he's got the concept art as the title page. All right. Next next slide. Yep. He's got the director statement. Amazing. You can probably add a couple images above and below the director statement there. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Amazing. So there's the director statement. Animation style. Perfect. Yeah, he's got uh, references such as Invincible, Teen Titans Go. Um, don't know what that is. That's Kill Bill. Kill oh, yep, Kill Bill. What's the middle? Uh, that's Kill Bill. Kill as well. Bill. Oh, they're that's all Kill Bill. Bill. That's Kill Bill. This yep. is Samurai Jack. You Samurai that Jack. No, I don't know. <laughs> What's the top left? Top left is your name. Your name. Oh, yep, yep. Cool. So, so those are primarily what I wanted to achieve here was just like it's the two D look. Can I tell you? And I was going to mention this um, in my little thing. But I think you're best going with a kind of maybe not anime looking, but an anime style because it would be cheaper because they don't animate every frame. Kill Bill. Yeah. I know exactly what you're about to say. Yeah. It's like a still. Yeah. And it kind of can, like the camera sort of moves. Sure. Yeah, sure. Like, and it would be cheaper. That's exactly what the animator told Amazing. me to work. So that's, Bro, yeah. On the same way, we go. Let's cool. go. Gave me so that's stops. why, that's Good why stuff. when I thought about Kill Bill, yep. I really <laughs> liked that. Mm hmm. And I was like, okay, that can be something that we kind of incorporate. So there's they're, that. They're all the same as well, the same style. I love it. I love yeah, it. You've so, got a style. That's yeah, what you so want. Yep. That's one cool. thing I wanted to get in with as well. Next is a shooting style. Yep. For the real life. Yep. For the real life stuff. And he's now, got uh, references from uh, I Am Robot. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. <laughs> I Am Robot. What the fuck? But essentially, I'll describe this, right? So to really capture the feeling of our protagonist, the yep. cinematography of the film is going to only have the protagonist in frame with the use of negative space just to get inside his head. Yeah, I like that. And with- A lot of negative space. Yeah, with a lot of, with the slide that's coming up, mm -hmm. um, it really is going to enter the mindset because what I'm trying to explain thematically is yep. like getting out of your comfort zone and really um, gaining back your confidence. Yep. It's something I struggled with for a bit. Yep. And it's something that I want to explore 
in that's amazing a creative that you're space. bringing that into yeah, the so, movies that you're making, brother. So, um, and as well, uh, the supporting cast will only have their bodies in frame without revealing their faces to show Chris is truly living in his own world. Oh, mate, you've nailed it on the head with style. And I love it. He chooses to block out what he doesn't want getting into his mind. <sighs> right? Goosebumps. So, um, in, in that sense, right? Um, I want the frame to sort of just like it. It doesn't show anybody else's face. What movies does that happen in? I know it. Oh, fuck. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but yeah. I'll, I'll maybe come up with that next week. Cool. But uh, yeah, I just I like that idea because it's just it solely focuses on yeah. that mental state. And negative space, by the way, if you don't know what it is, is when you position somebody in frame. It's basically everything else in the frame is the background. Yeah. And it's just kind of space. kind of there, yeah. So I really thought I really like when I did some research, I really liked the mental aspect that negative space conveys. Yes, especially in Mr. Robot. Yes. Yep. And so yep. I was yep. like isolation. Yeah, isolation and stuff like that. But that enters into colors and lighting. Ooh, okay. So I'll read out here Safe haven will be his room and the colour represents his true happiness while the other rooms in the house will be bland. Mm -hmm. um, bland and basic, showing he is out of his comfort zone. So when he's in his room, right, that's him expressing himself. That's mm -hmm. his true nature mm -hmm. and stuff like that. He's going to get a bunch of LEDs. And yeah, like just get make the LED it, panels. My brother has them. It's from Kmart. I've panels. got LED lights at home and stuff like that. Yeah, we need easy. a gaming chair. It's fine. Like I'll have them. I'll stuff, have yeah, yep. like posters, memorabilia and stuff like that. It's, like, it's just what I I want. So when when we enter his room, the negative framing goes. Yep. The negative framing only exists outside of his room. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when we're in his room, it's mm -hmm. vibrant. It's Love it. Because that's, yeah. And then when he goes out for the thing that he's going out for, don't yep. want to do anything spoilers. Yep. But um, yeah, that's going to be kind of just like bland and just your normal, your normal lighting and yep. that kind of cool. stuff. So that's cool. um, for the colors and lighting. And then I did his personality, the two characters' personalities. Oh my god! So so you got all right. Has got little character attributes. Oh, hold on. Wait, we're not. Does that get that in frame? All right, cool. Because you can see the name of the character. Oh, we've already said it. Have we? Yeah, said so, it a couple of times. Okay, Josh, remember to yes, cut that yeah, out. Yeah. So beep um, it out. Beep okay, it out. so the two main characters you've got stuff as. Uh, okay, so the main character you've got references to Matt Murdock from Daredevil, Ryan Gosling's character in um, Greyman that movie, <laughs> Bob Odenkirk from Mister Nobody. Um, Shia, is that Shia LaBeouf from That's, Transformers? Yes. And okay. the reason why I put him in there is just because he he's sort of a loner too. Yep. And he just wants, well, not to be left alone, but at mm. the same time, he's really- um, Introverted. Yeah, kind of deal. And, and then- Mitchell's in the Machine. Katie Mitchell from the Mitchell's vs. the Machine. She's Amazing. just full of hope and optimism and stuff yep. that really ex expresses who she is. Cool. So I want a little bit of that in there and as then well. The, the other main character, you got Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange- I don't know. I can't really see that top right. What is that? There's a villain from Wonder Woman. I forget his name. Oh, the yeah. The villain from Wonder Woman 1. Right. Uh, <laughs> Ares? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, then... Uh, Killmonger and then... Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Sure. I thought that was Nick Cage for a second. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, what's his name from The Boys? Homelander. Homelander and then Loki. Cool. Yeah. I like it. So that's the Bible Brother. so far. I love that. So... That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I and read that and I feel it and I understand it and 
Thank you, sir. Bro, so, what do you mean you find it hard conveying? <laughs> that's all you need to fucking do. All right, awesome. So that's good. I was going to talk to you about that incredible. after. Incredible. I've also received the first page of storyboards. Oh. Yeah. And? So I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very happy. Are with- we going to get a live reaction? No, no, no. I've already looked at it, but I can get your reaction. Yeah, that's to what it. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So. Right, us. It was always going to be that style of storyboards to begin with. Amazing. And I'm just going to voice over it and sound effect it and talk over it to um, convey what's going on. Cool. Kind of deal. Cool, cool. So cool. I can build the animatic. How long did this take him? Uh, it took him a couple of days. And he's, for, for that? Yeah. All right, cool. So cool. Um, he's doing that. He's got. Well, I say it took him a couple of days because he, when he showed me this, by the way, shout out Aaron, thank you so much for yep, all your work. Yep, shout out Aaron. Uh, when I met up with him on Monday, he had like, this frame was empty yep. and this frame needed work. Cool. I told him what I wanted in there and all that kind of stuff. And then he's done the next page. So he did a couple of things that I asked as well. Yep. And so he's working on the next two pages as well. Amazing. So, and by the time will he have everything drawn from the animation piece? Is that what you're doing with him? Yeah. So he's going to, he's going to get me the rest of them in the coming week. Cool. And then, um, before anything's finalized, I'll go over it, revise it, see what's in there. I'll maybe convey style and colors and all that kind of stuff. And so then with that as well, I'm just going to sort of like, um, I've also, yeah, as you know, last week I recorded that little video, which I'm going to incorporate these storyboards into and then the choreography, which I'm hoping to organize soon. I haven't really put anything out there. I'm going to talk to you about that's it. But um, once that sort of gets rolling, then <coughs> got to sort of secure like a sure. DOP yep. as well. Yep. And then the choreography with the camera mm-hmm. as well can happen in a sense that like is not complicated. And what about this animator at work? What's, what's he saying? Um, Essentially uh, the animator at work, uh, he has helped me out a lot with uh, terms of animation and that kind of stuff. Basically when I was stuck looking for a style, Mm. I told him what I wanted and he gave and he gave me ideas, which solidified for me. I was like, Oh, I've just watched kill bill by the way. And he's like, kill bill's a perfect reference because that, animation sequence is essentially an animatic mm. in a film. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. So I was it's like, like a stylized animatic. <clears throat> yeah, and the style that I've envisioned for the animation <coughs> of Swirling Vortex was um, the sort of like, not anime style, but 2D simplistic kind of thing, yeah. which Kill Bill does in spades. Yeah, And so... I conveyed that to him and then he got up certain styles and stuff like that. He's like, this style would suit it because he's read the script as well. Yep, yep, So he, and I've said, this is animation. And he goes, when I pictured it, I pictured this style. So he was like, Kill Bill's perfect and this kind of style is awesome. Yep. And then we spoke about that. And then I also asked him, I'm like, hypothetically say you're the animator on this film. What do you need from me? And he told me what he needed. And then he's like, I need- My God, that is amazing. Yeah, and he was like- like that, yeah. um, He was like- Ideally, concept art would be ideal. Yep. Storyboards, a script. And I was yep. like, well, I've already got a script. I showed him concept art yep. that Long did. Yep. Thank you, Long. Yep. Shout out, Long. Um, and he was like, well, you've already got concept art. You're getting storyboards on the way. You've got everything. This can happen sooner rather than later. Which will, yeah, 100%. So, um, oh, fuck yes, bro. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. So, and also last night, I was talking to my family about this. <coughs> and um, 
like I'd never spoken to my family about this before. Cool. And they they sounded really excited as well. I'm excited for you. So I, I I'm actually like I'm in really really positive mindset so about this project so now because things like. I was always in a positive mindset about this. Like once we started this podcast, I was like, mm-hmm. things are actually mm-hmm. happening now. Mm-hmm. But brother, things are actually happening. They're now. happening, bro. You've got, yeah. So, um, yeah, Amazing. I'm in a really positive space with this. Um, Fucking earth. Yeah, so. Good stuff. Keep it down, a- down on that storyboard. Oh, sorry, that Bible. Yep. Once that's done, we kick off, baby. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I'm keen to hear about Yours as well. So yeah, that's my progress. Well, um, that's amazing, Austin. I've got goosebumps multiple times. I've got, I've got a couple couple that. of people at work asking me like, when are you when are you making this? And then I've got it's gonna be one a of while. My, yeah, one of yeah. my mates as well. I was like, it's coming, it's, it's coming, coming. It's so, coming. Yeah, so yeah, thank you for all your words. Good stuff. Appreciate Thanks, Austin. That's amazing. Alrighty. <laughs> so some I have water. some progress for my film and for yours. For mine, like to announce that I've finished the whole breakdown of the books. Book. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> so I did a whole nine chapter breakdowns because I wanted to get it done before this podcast today. So I did nine chapter breakdowns this week and I've fully finished the book. I mean, I've finished it twice now, but I've broken down a book and there's a 26 word document on my computer of just the breakdown of each. Do you chapter. mean 26 pages? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 30. Oh, Th- oh, oh, wait. Pages? No, no, no. 30 pages because I've done 30 chapters. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah, you said, yeah, you said yeah, words. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ooh. No, no, no. <laughs> word, word document. Um, yes, so I did the nine chapter breakdowns and I finally figured out what part of Egypt I'm going to incorporate into um, the movie. And I want to read you a line, which I it's my favorite line of the book. Okay. There was a line in the desert. I'll give you no context, but I just thought it was an awesome line, right? I took a photo of it. Um, okay, so they're going back and forth, like the villain and the, one of the main characters, right? Yep. And he's like, um, may the eternal tortures of hell blast you. And then he responds with, the devil was once put in hell by a priest and he enjoyed it. I don't know, there's Damn. something about that. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about that. I'm like, whoa, shit. I'm like, that is staying yeah. in the film. <laughs> Oh, well, that makes me excited. I know, right? It's banter. I it's, love banter yeah. within characters and so, dialogue, man. I'm going to put that in, I think, the proof of concept. Yeah, so I know which part. I, I'm going to mess around with it because it's not a clear part. It's a part that I'm taking from the end of the book in um, Egypt, putting it at the start. But I have an idea. Okay. Anyway, so that's that. You. Um, We're at the writing stage, so, so, no. So what my plan what is now, now to do is I'm going to go through the document which I've done and I'm going to make a beat per chapter. And with that, I'm going to then form that into a kind of feature structure to try and get a basic skeleton structure that I know how the story is going to unfold. So when it comes to writing my chapter, I know what things I can tease, what... I don't know. It just makes more sense in my head if I get the whole movie ready then I will be ready to write in my And there's things that are going to be in this proof of concept that tease a larger story. Yes, yeah, 100%. Okay. Cool, um, cool. But that's what my nearest plan is doing. And then I will go through the checklist and do the character breakdowns, everything leading towards the Well, Bible, I feel like you've basically. done the hardest part. Yeah, and so, like I just can't wait to write. Yeah, exactly. Like, but and I'm keen for the day that everybody here gets to hear about the writing process yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've kind of jumped um, in, like mine yeah, yeah, was yeah, written. Skipped yours, yeah. So it's going to be cool to get that process for the listeners. It's going to be amazing. There were a couple, a <clears> lot of th- 
thoughts I had this week about especially budget. Yes. Yeah. Telling you right now, I budgeted my film. I've been talking to so many people and what they reckon we can do and they reckon we can get Curzon Hall, which is a hall that we're looking on getting. Beautiful I don't know, spot. My, my mate reckons, yeah, you can probably get it for below $10,000. Yeah. But then again, it's like, how many days am I going to be there? Yeah. It's just something I'm going to have to figure out because that place is amazing. I just don't know how much they would charge me. But if I do it midweek, it's a wedding venue. Yeah. <laughs> if yep. I do it midweek, they wouldn't, surely they wouldn't charge us. They don't need to set up. There's no catering. There's nothing. Just give me the space and we'll set up and film. Exactly right, yeah. I am going to bring in a bunch of extras, but hey, that's all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. So that uh, we, I was talking to people about that and like, how am I going to get money? Because- I'm budgeting mine to be about thirty to forty-five thousand dollars. Hey, that's okay. We can get there. We'll get there. But yeah, yeah. We'll worry about that later on. But um, I, I, I'm like, what, what? How am I going to get the money? I'm like thinking I can try grants, you know, film grants, and speaking to Lex about. She's like, don't even bother with film grants, man. Like, you just, it's so hard to even get selected for those or to be required, you know, in Australia, if you want film grants from Screen Australia, Screen New South Wales, you either, you know, it has to be all Australian film, usually about the uh, LGBT community or um, indigenous story. And okay, they don't yeah. really give grants for anything other than those. Yeah. I can and I don't that. think an 1890s period piece in London yeah. is going <laughs> to take their fancy yeah. with the grants. Yep. Okay. I see the logic. So, <clears throat> I'm probably going to have to dip into my own pocket. To yeah. It's not for all of it. I'm going to try the crowdfunding again, see what I can get from that. But another thing I was thinking about is possibly sponsorships and sponsorships. I'm like, but what things were back in the 1890s that are here today? So I've got a list of, oh, not a list of things, but I was talking to my mates about it. And I don't know, maybe something like, I don't know, it was Coca-Cola back then. Maybe I can, I have a mate that works higher up in Coca-Cola. Yep. Maybe get him. I don't know. Some, I just got to think strategically. You'd be surprised about the people you can reach out to to be yeah. like, hey, how can, like, do you have any advice on this situation? And they just be like, bam. And then like, here's oh, $10,000. No. <laughs> I know, man. But no, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like yeah, if you reach yeah. out to some people, it'd be, you'd be surprised with just how much like a yeah a phone call can yeah. do. And like, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to who I get as producer and how we can strategically work out how to make this as cheap as possible. But, yeah. Um, yeah, man. But it will a, be done. That's a later problem. That's a bridge to cross but, yeah, later. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but I worked every day. I got home from work, did a chapter breakdown, spent four hours straight was it yesterday doing the chapter breakdowns? Man's just wanted to finish. Yeah, so that's what <laughs> that's what I'm up to on mine, and it's really nice. exciting. Yes, yes. And that line gets me hyped. Yes, you uh, should be proud of that. Anyways, proud of for you, my friend, <laughs> I've done a lot. Oh gosh. So I've done a <laughs> schedule. I'm going to read you the schedules, and um, this is basically what I think. This is a mock schedule. This is not by any means um, confirmed. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So what is it? It is August 26th right now. By the 16th of September, animator locked in. Yep. By the 30th of September, cast and crew locked in. Right. 3rd of October, crowdfunding begins. Yes. I'm 7th of October, table read. Damn. 14th of October, locations locked in. Yep. 21st of October, rehearsals and character work. I feel like you would only need one day. Mm -hmm. 3rd of November, crowdfunding ends. So that's directly a month after when you started. Yep. Equipment and payments booked, 7th of November. And you can see these are all happening on a Friday. Okay. So when we'll usually do the podcast. So you would be free, hopefully. Or this can 
change around yeah, yeah, for yeah. that week. Yep. Filming day one and the only day. November 25th. November 25th. Animation begins max anywhere from now till November 25th. Okay. And the max date that everything has to be started by is the 30th of November. I actually go away on the 28th of November yep. to Bali. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we got. Sheesh, man. Far out. Now it's just, it's exciting hearing dates. It's reality. It is. So yeah. filming day one, November 25th. November 25th. Okay. You only have one day that yeah. you need to do. Exactly. And what I was thinking as well is I can probably AD for you as well. Bro, that's too much. Nah, it's, Bro, it's too much. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't allow that. <laughs> I can't. I literally can't. Okay, fine. Guess what else? Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you need me, I'm like, I'll be there. Between producing. Yeah. Your own film, yeah, this yeah. film, okay, yeah. and then 18, bro, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, I appreciate it, fair, fair, fair. but that's not happening. All right, cool, man. <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> All right, cool. So we got that. Now, I've created also a mock budget. I don't know if you had a look at it. I did have a little look-see, but okay. I didn't, really, things, like, I forget the numbers right, now. These things will probably change, right? Location, $0, because Sheesh. we will find a place to get it. Production and costume design. Um, props, everything like that. I have it zero. Because I'm sure we can source everything. Well, that's something that I yeah wanted to do was sort of like- We'll just source everything. Are you happy with that? Because yeah. you showed me that photo of the bedroom, you want poses and shit like that. I'm like, oh fuck, maybe we should have some budget on that. Yeah. But at the same time, I was just thinking like cast and crew can bring in some some things to dress a room and all that kind of stuff. It saves Well, money. ask on the big Facebook thing when we have people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. So zero dollars. <coughs> so at the moment, zero dollars. Yes, sir. <laughs> Catering, two hundred dollars okay. right, for the one day. Yep, that could give them lunch. Yep, snacks, um, dietary requirements, water. We'll get them to bring their own water, and we'll yep. supply extra water. All right, now this is where we get. Actually, I'll start smaller, and we'll go to the big ones. <laughs> Contingency money, two hundred fifty bucks at okay. the moment. This money will go towards any extra expenses. Oh, I have also descriptions on each of them. This money will go th- to any uh, extra expenses that pop up on the day and or any leftover money will go towards the film festivals. Okay, yep. Cool. Cast expenses. Cooper. Actually, we'll keep this private. Crowdfunding fees, depending on what you decide to do, what type of crowdfunding, you can either do fl- fixed or fes- uh, flexible. Um, fixed is a fixed rate. I don't know which one's which. I think flexible is... Um, you get the money no matter what if you don't reach your target, but okay. you have to pay a 5% fee. Right. The other one is you have to get your money to the target that you set it at or you get none at all and it goes back to the people, but you don't have to pay a fee, right? Okay. I think it's something like, we'll talk about I'm that. I'm glad it'll go back to the people if it doesn't Yeah, exactly. Target. And that's sometimes what draws more people in yeah. to give. I was about to say to bet. That's not <laughs> um, all right, now... We go to crew expenses. DOP, somewhere between, Lex told me, 500 bucks to 1000 bucks a day. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they have their equipment. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, Helpful if they do. Um, 750 bucks I put. Soundy, this one's up for interpretation. I have little stars next to the ones that we'll be able to maybe sort out, maybe get cheaper, maybe nothing at all. Soundy, I have 500 bucks. Now, you that's based on a professional Soundy who you would still have to get their equipment. Maybe they'll have their equipment. I'm not sure. Usually around 500 bucks to 750 a day or something like that. Yep. I asked the guy about sound at work mm-hmm. and he said he's happy to lend me a oh my God. piece of equipment. Bro. So if 
people know how to use this piece of it because I've mm. never heard of it before. What is it? F7. Um, I'll get it up, but just while I get it up, keep, uh, yep, keep yep, cool. talking. Production designer, you don't, depends how much work they're doing, right? Yep. But if we're not doing much, you still, you still want a PD for set dressing and stuff like that. But production designer Lex said that you could possibly get someone from uni and like, it it's depends experience. how much they do. 250 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Right. Equipment, 750 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Overall, the rest of the crew will be volunteers, minor roles, etc. If you get any of these members for free, that means more money for the contingency budget. Yeah. Crew expensive. Okay. Right. So you can work with that. Yeah. 100%. Equipment is called a Zoom H6 yep. field yep. recorder. That's usually what they do. So he said he's happy to lend that. Okay, cool. So I can hit him up. Well, then that's fucking incredible. Yeah. And you'll see, this is the basis, rough. This can change. All right, that's cool. Animation. (laughs) This is going to be a kick to the teeth. So this is probably our biggest, well, it is our business expense. Usually these would be massive. Yes. Because usually I was searching up and 60 seconds of animation can range depending on the animator. So you don't really have a specific amount. Because, you know, when you get to Disney, one minute is like 100000 bucks. I have a budget of about 5000 written down for animation. And that is very generous. But... Generous is in like low. Very low. But hopefully we could. But we are new to this world, right? And we try our best to go down these routes. We could try the JMC animators. Thought crossed my mind. That could be... Or close yeah. to. Yes. Still, you might want to pay them for their time. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. they're doing it for experience. Yes, exactly right. That is a thought I had. These are our internal thoughts as amateur filmmakers. You've got to find little ways to make this actually doable. Well, because you look back on when we went to that screening of James E. Films, mm. there was animation in student projects. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, like, it is achievable. Yeah. So. I was going to hit up Brendan. But he's currently directing a play yeah. and his opening night is today. Okay. And I didn't want to interrupt him. So I'll do it later this week. His favourite character on Only Murders must be Oliver. Because <laughs> he's a Oh my director. God, yeah. <laughs> Bro, he will film <clears throat> that show. Yeah. Another thing, VFX for him getting sunk into the sink. This could cost money or you could cheat it. Yeah. I've you tried to think cheat of- it by sound design and just cutting to black. Exactly right. Or something it. like yeah, that. Yep. Yeah. Which you should. All thoughts. Get the sound design of the little, maybe a close up of the sink. This is not giving anything away, I don't think. Yeah. But the sink swirling vortex. And then there you go, you've cheated it. Which I think post VFX, zero dollars. <laughs> good. Yep. Good, good, good. Also, that's another thing that um, uh, Aaron did show me. He drew the. Swirling vortex above. Cool, cool. So cool. that's something that we can go off as well. Amazing. Um, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Oh, crowdfunding, yeah. Crowdfunding fees are like five percent usually of whatever you raise. Total budget at the moment. What do you reckon? Oh well, I wasn't counting as we no. went. Ten. No. Eleven. Eight. Eight. Just eight. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's that's. So that's what we're working with. Okay. That's that's a lot. And that's yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm good it's actually that. not as bad as I thought. Yeah, no, no, it's not as bad as I thought either. But that's saying that we can get this animation for 5000 Exactly right. And yeah. let's hope. And I reckon it's possible. You just got to know 
how to make deals and yeah exactly to right. Deal with. No, no, no. I agree. I agree. Um, and yeah, so that's that. And the last thing I want to talk to you about is I had a call earlier this week, and what? we've we've locked in your um, main character. I had a call with Cooper and Tracy earlier this week. You did? I had a call with them and um, because they Tracy messaged me and said that she's been listening to the podcast. Well, she listened to a podcast. And Hello, I, thought, I, thought she, I thought she meant that she had listened to us talking about Cooper, but they heard nothing about it. So I'm like, uh, Trace, I'm so glad you've hit me up. Can I have a call with you? Like tomorrow, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, sure. I thought, in my head, I thought they knew. But they didn't. So I called them up. They were just telling me they'd be listening to the pod and um, had well, chats. It's about to time, them. Cooper. You've been liking <laughs> the stuff on Instagram. <laughs> had a chat to them and they were absolutely over the moon. No. And we have a call with them at five o'clock no. today. Oh my God. <laughs> because I didn't tell them the story. I was like, I will let Austin do that for you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and I'll let Austin explain to you. But they're in. They're in. And they couldn't be more excited. I gave them a basis of like, this is what's happening. There's a day of- Bro, I want to cry. No, oh, bro. <laughs> There's a day of filming and then the rest will be voiceover work. Um, and it, it was funny because I was like to her, bro, I've, I've seen Cooper. I've, my friends have seen Cooper on Domino's commercials and oh. sent it to me. <laughs> and so he's been doing bits. He's super, super, super excited. Oh. Um, I said that- we would pay him. I didn't say how much yet because we're still trying to figure that out. Um, so that's sorted. And we have God. a call with them at five o'clock where you're going to explain to them just basically the whole story um, and what's happening. Oh, my God. That is fucking amazing, Josh. Yeah, bro. So oh. you got that locked in. And I'm like, yeah. Thank you so much. You, you, know, you oh. know how they know you? I mean, other than the podcast, as a guy that was telling people to stop playing basketball on my set. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Where'd you wait? Were you crowd control? I was crowd control in your film. And that's what separates Two's a lesson from most Hollywood blockbusters is the crowd control. I think it was top notch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my God. Thank so, you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, oh yeah. My God. So we have a wait. talk with them at five o'clock. Um, they said they're flexible anytime um, from today. Last thing. We'll do this before we wrap up. I know we've gone on a long time. Ten minutes. Guys, we're going to do this next segment. We're going to do it real quick. All right. If we were to have a dinner date, with five guests, we're hosting this dinner from the film industry, dead or alive, who would we have? Well, I only went with alive. All right, alive. Oh, all okay. of mine are cool, alive cool, as cool. well, yeah, I, yeah. You know what? I came at it with a theme in mind. Go me. I, I, I don't mean to go first. If you want to go first, please go first. Nope, you okay, go first. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I went in with a theme in mind, right? Dinner parties can be enjoyed with lots and lots of banter. Okay. And banter, I just mean comedy yep. throughout the entire night. It okay. can, it can, you can start off once the, when, like, once the wine start flowing, the beers mm. start flowing, and the chat picks up and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. it, some jokes can come out, and yeah, you know, it can just be a really great time. So, I memorized the five. I don't have to have to look at my phone or stuff like that. But the first right, person I'm inviting is Florence Pugh, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Oh, it's because I, know why. I feel <laughs> like Florence Pugh is a lot of fun. Are you going to get her to do a Russian accent as well? I'm getting her to play Yelena. Uh, are you 100%. making macaroni or whatever it was? 100%. And Mac and I could cheese. listen to her saying, yes. And like, what? <laughs> nah, this she, is She crazy. would be hella fun, bro. Right? She yeah, would be so much fun. fun. And do you know who I did to counter that? Hayley Steinfeld. Oh! <laughs> Can I come? <laughs> 
Hey, Florence Pugh and Hayley Steinfeld oh. are invited because those two are just going to bounce one oh, liners off each mate. other, and I just feel like their chemistry wow, is awesome. Wow, what a dinner party! And I could just, I could just, I wouldn't even eat, man. I and would Hayley just sit there Steinfeld and watch is it. single, so I'm, I'm <laughs> guest number three. Yeah, I say this as a yeah. uh, ta- happily taken man. I'm just sitting there to watch with my other guests yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am inviting The Rock. Yep. Okay. I'm inviting Kevin Hart. I knew that was going to happen. Yep. And I'm inviting Ryan Reynolds. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. The what a banter party. And the jokes and the one-liners that would be bouncing off oh, every single person at this party. God, mine's going to be much more subdued than that. <laughs> I feel like it would be the greatest dinner party ever. That's amazing. Bro. So that's my, they're yeah, my yeah, five cool, guests. Cool, cool, cool. And I feel like it would be <laughs> such a great time. And then once like, you know, because we were limited to five, but then I'm just going to start getting the caterers to bring in more tables. And then people are just going to come in. My friends and family are going to come <laughs> and they're going to watch it all unfold. So it's going to be a great time. Oh, fuck. Imagine a podcast with all oh, them five, bro. Oh, my days. Shit. Okay. Well, I went, um, well, fuck. I could, it was much harder for me to choose my five. Um, and I have subs on the bench as well. It's yes. really hard to choose out of these. Number one, Hans Zimmer. Ooh, yeah. he's going to have a nice composer in the back. Literally. Oh, so it, it was, yes. it was between Hans Zimmer or Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I'm okay. like, I could go Lin Manuel, but I feel like he would talk too much about theatre. And I love theatre, but Hans Zimmer is more my kind of like, yeah, I can, you know, realm I know, I know like you're a big and fan. Hans Zimmer has had like, he's, I would love to hear, just I don't know, his experiences and how, you know, you know how soundtracks are the biggest thing for me. Yep. You know? yep. And you can't talk about soundtracks and not think of Hans Zimmer. 100%. In the film he's the goat of it. He's yeah. the goat. Number two. Damien Chazelle. Look, I knew that either him or somebody else who might be at your dinner party, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I 100% think Damien Damien Chazelle, be table. because he makes the type of movies I love. Again, music is a big thing for me when it comes to film and Chazelle, hearing Chazelle and Hans, I'll sit them next to each other, Chazelle and Hans Zimmer, right? Taught how they go back and forth and both their experiences of, you know, incorporating music into their films and... Um, Chazelle, La La Land, yep. you know, Whiplash. Yep. I just, I want to hear his experiences on my favourite film of all time. Number three, Chris Nolan. See, these are the two, Chazelle and Nolan. You can't I go knew, past Nolan, knew, mate. See, they're the two I knew were going to be. Nolan, <laughs> I want to pick Nolan's brain about storytelling. I, I want it. him to tell us a bedtime story oh, at yes. the dinner table. And it will go, it just. He will talk to us for four hours and somehow make it go for 10 minutes. Literally. Because that man can manipulate and time. Mate, the start <laughs> of the story will be the end and it will just be crazy and everybody He's will be like, what the fuck? Where's the dinner? Let's see. Layers. Eat, you know? Literally. His, his choice of dinner, I can guarantee it. He just eats lasagna each night because yeah. layers. Yeah. I- oh. <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's go. All right. Well, there you go. Nolan, four. Robert Downey Jr. Nice. Good pick. Good pick. I toyed with him on my table yeah, yeah. as well. I toyed Can't with him on mine. RDJ, one of the most amazing actors of this generation. 100%. Did you um, see the comparison between him and Brie Larson, their Twitter no, bios? I don't want to see. So Brie Larson comparison. went on to describe herself and like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm blah, blah, blah. blah. Robert Downey Jr.'s one is like, you know who I am. <laughs> That's it. You, he walks into a room, you know who he is. Exactly right. You know is. Exactly. Um, But- Mate, picking his brain on Iron Man, his experiences in that massive machine that is Marvel, just and his and the, his, his background and his, how he's um, bounced back as bounced well. back, you know? yeah. Like, jeez, man, like you've seen the photos of him, like the mug shots and yep. stuff. Just his story would be incredible, entertaining, oh, incredible. Last on the list. Oh, let me try and think. But while I'm thinking, I'm obviously going to be like, no, nah, not who I was thinking. Or yeah, so who would you guess? 
do you rave about? Ryan Gosling. Ah, oh, see. <laughs> you can't go past Ryan Gosling, an absolute monster in the acting business. And just like, I love Ryan Gosling. He's, he's a good looking man. Like, he's just, I don't know. He would just, I don't even know how to explain it. It's Ryan Gosling. You, it's Ryan fucking Gosling. I like, promise a, you his name was in my mind, but because of a yeah. recent film, I didn't know he'd be at your no, table. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. I, I, I thought he was all right in The Grey Man. It's okay, just, um, oh, fuck, we mentioned it. That's the second time you've mentioned it, not me. <laughs> just let's go figure. Let's just mention it each podcast. Um, um, no, but yeah, okay, Gosling. cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are my five, and I'll tell you my subs. If one yes. of them can't make it, Christian Bale, Joaquin Phoenix, Leo DiCaprio, Hugh Jackman, Lin Manuel. Nice. Maybe they nice. can be here another time. But very um, nice. Yeah. Well, fuck, mate. What I reckon this is, this is our longest episode. Yeah. Um, I, hope, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do some uh, yeah. choppy cutties. Um, we have a guest on next week. Yes, we do. Yep. Yes, we do. Um, he should be actually here right now, maybe. But yeah. um, it's Jay Chesson. So tune in next week to hear him on I'm the podcast. I'm very excited to hear his story. That'll be interesting. Very, very funny pod as well. Yeah, 100%. Now, Josh, yep. like we do every week, I want you to tell these lovely people where yeah. to find us. I mean, if you haven't found us already, I don't know how you're here. But, um, tell a friend pre, to tell a friend. The pre-prod pod on Insta and TikTok and the pre-production meeting on YouTube. And now, I think it's time to wrap it up. Let's go and we will see you. With some juicy, juicy progress next week. Next week. A lot of shit's going to happen this week. Let's get to I'm our so meeting. <laughs> All right, and tying a nice out. little bow on this. We're out of here. Yeah. Catch us later.